Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. So it's only a partial list because my files are at home. If I'd thought of this in advance, I'd have brought everything in, and I think it would have been very illuminating. The point is this. I get hired to do paid public speaking, and I'm not talking about a graduation address. The payment there is the prestige and an honorary degree, and I have a couple of those. But I'm, I'm talking about groups, and I've discussed this openly in the past at POTUS. It's a big part of my livelihood. I speak to groups for hire that bring me in. Um, I'm pretty discriminating, although I, I can't remember ever being in, a, in a, 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 an awkward situation. I mean, most of the discrimination is about time and money. You know, it's can I be there and what are they paying? As opposed to, oh, my God, I would never speak in front of them. And TC has had some fun at my expense because I remember a couple of months ago I spoke to, and they were wonderful people, I spoke to an exterminators convention. Yes, there are exterminator conventions because what you find out, TC, in this biz is that every professional, well, every profession has a professional entity that protects their interests in Washington. And guess what? They come to Washington. They have events. They go and march on Capitol Hill and meet with members who are on committees that impact them. So the idea that I would be in D.C. and speaking to the exterminators, the pest industry, is actually not that unusual. That would be the National Pest Management Association. Okay. Thank w- you. What are you doing? Pulling that from my, my yes, website? from your website, where okay. people are to talk about how you talk. It's and great. they say nice things. They do. They Michael's post nice dynamic comments. dynamic address yeah. was thoughtful and insightful and well received but but most most of my most of my clients if i can call them that are banks or insurance companies or uh private equity people wait what about my favorite tell me the illinois farm bureau the illinois farm bureau on a a couple of occasions i love those people love those people and i've told the story many times i initially didn't get it what do you mean farmers like where in chicago are they farming right now i get it and you're like i am i am also a farmer 
That's exactly what you told them. Here's something else that's also true. And I showed them photographs of my vegetable garden. (laughs) I said, we all have something in common. (laughs) Um, I've been able to bridge the gap. The only thing that that hospital associations and trial lawyers can agree on is that I'm a good speaker. Is you. Right. You're it. It's true because (laughs) both have hosted me. Mortgage firms, uh, synagogues, usually for fundraisers. Um, how about this one? I remember this group just off the top of my head because something happened the same weekend that I spoke to a national gathering of dermatologists. Nice. Yeah, the dermatologists I were like in those. Washington. Hey, the dermatologists that I spoke to were at the Willard Hotel. You know how we now talk in a January 6 context about the war room at the Willard Hotel. The Willard Hotel is straight across the street from the White House. It's at the Willard Hotel that, according to Robert Costa, there was a war room of Trump representatives planning strategy for the following day. I think tomorrow night in the hearing. We'll hear about it. You're going to hear yeah. about the Willard Hotel. The there Willard, you are. The Willard Hotel is spectacular. I spoke at the Willard to dermatologists, realtors. Uh, and nothing else comes to mind. Are you looking at anything there that 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 gets thrown into this mix? Yeah, I feel like you probably mentioned this, but there Tell are um, mortgage t- for firms. Yeah. Oh, uh, Massachusetts Association of School Superintendents. That was an interesting one yes. because the Massachusetts superintendents were having their annual gathering last summer near my house and it near your place in Falmouth because I, there came that day where I said to you hey I'm going to be in Falmouth speaking to school super uh, and you're like what? what that's where my house is <laughs> well I never you said Massachusetts it never occurred to me you were going to be on the Cape and that was that was a neat gathering because it was in a high school auditorium so you know where else would you expect the super in, okay you get the picture right a lot of educational stuff yeah, yeah. you get the picture though okay So here's the question that I was thinking about before coming on air today, and it relates and it relates to today's survey question of the day and a really interesting news item. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit 
buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. What if I were offered money to go deliver a speech to a foreign audience? More specifically, what if I, no, not in Poland, what, there'd be no issue there. I'd, I'd, I'd be thrilled to go to Poland. No, Saudi Arabia. What if I were invited to Riyadh and there was some group that wanted an address by an American who pays close attention to politics and, and let's say they were going to pay me a lot of money six figures and also that they were going to have first class air and they were going to put me up at the four seasons where they imprisoned all the, uh, all the princes oh, that they were, great. you know, in that nice place. Yeah, wonderful. So it's like total first class accommodations, travel, painless, come speak for an hour, answer questions, talk about the midterm election. This is actually not so far fetched. Uh, and we're going to pay you handsomely, like more money than you've ever been paid before. Would it turn my head? And, and you know, like there's this old crass joke about, oh, we've established you're a hooker. Now we're only negotiating about price. I don't know if you know that line. But but if I say, well, how much? If I say these lines come from? Honestly, from a life well lived. You are just from, from the 1950s, honestly. From a life well lived. Okay. So because then the question becomes, what? oh, it's a negotiation now. In other words, is there any amount of money that some entity tied to the Saudi government? Because my naive perception is everything over there is tied to the Saudi government. But would it turn my head and would it become a function of, well, how much? And, ooh, really? But for that amount of money, I guess I could justify it. We we have been having a number you of sell your soul to the devil, right? Well, this is the issue. We have been having this conversation in the context of President Biden and whether he ought to meet with MBS. And the only reason, remember now, President Biden, candidate Biden, said that he was going to turn Saudi Arabia into a pariah. Why? Because of MBS and others' role in the execution of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. You all know that. Now we have record gas prices. And so now in a, in a bid to try and get the Saudis to open the spigot and drop American gas prices, especially with the midterms looming, the president is contemplating sitting down with MBS. And the reporting on this is, has kind of flip-flopped, I guess, as his position has flip-flopped. The last that I addressed it was last weekend, I think, and the, CNS, the CNN reporting said he's probably going to do it in July. Not this month of June, but in July, that President Biden will probably sit down with MBS. You might remember that here on this program at the end of last week, I had Terry Strada. Terry Strada lost her husband uh, in the World Trade Towers. She's a leader among survivors. Her position here on POTUS was not one of don't go, Joe, but rather if you go, 
you better make 9-11 and the 15 of 19 hijackers and the 28 pages. You better make that the number one item you hit them with. And we've talked about that. Should Biden go? It's been a survey question, yada, yada, yada. To circle back to my example, Phil Mickelson is going to play. Starting tomorrow, Phil Mickelson is now going to play in this live, L-I-V, live golf tournament that the Saudis are setting up as a competitor to the PGA. And the reported sum that he will be paid is $200 million. My survey question asks, do you fault Phil Mickelson for joining the Saudi live golf tour for that kind of money? Bob Harrig for Sports Illustrated has an interview. This is posted at Smirconish.com today with Phil, where he gets, I think, to the heart of the matter. He says, given the amount of money being offered and certainly what we know the purses are to be, there's a suggestion that you are doing this due to financial difficulties. Can you address that? And Mickelson says, my gambling got to a point of being reckless and embarrassing. I had to address it. And I've been addressing it for a number of years and for hundreds of hours of therapy. I feel good where I'm at there. My family and I are and have been financially secure for some time. Well, the way this all came to light is that Alan Shipnick, a recent guest on this program, Alan Shipnick has been writing uh, a biography about Phil Mickelson. It's a really good read, by the way, and I've, I've released it as one of my book club podcasts. When he was on the program to talk about it, it's called Phil, the Rip-Roaring and Unauthorized Biography of Golf's Most Colorful Superstar. I had an exchange with Alan Shipnick, again, Alan Shipnick, who brought to light Phil's gambling issues, that I think is worthy of, of, of just listening again. It's just two minutes. Give a listen to this. February 2001, this is your writing, Mickelson's gambling spilled into public view when he made headlines for cashing a $560,000 Super Bowl ticket as months earlier he plunked down $20,000 on the Baltimore Ravens at 28-1. to 1. And then you say he was so invested in the Ravens run that when the AFC championship game fell on Sunday of the tournament of champions in Kapalua, Mickelson surreptitiously listened to the game during his round with an earpiece and a radio hidden in his clothes. A couple of sentences later, Mickelson's need for action carried over into actual tour events. When I was in the tower, says former CBS announcer Gary McCord, every time Phil got to my hole, Bones, his caddy, would look up at me and I would flash the odds. If Phil had a 15-footer, I'd flash three fingers, which meant the odds were three to one. If he was 60 feet, I'd give two to one. On a two-putt, Bones would go down and whisper in his ear and Phil would look up at me and shake his head yes or no. This is Pete Rose-ish kind of stuff, no? It's a little more playful than that. I mean, they were the bets were only twenty dollars, and you know, Phil and Gary McCord were long were longtime friends, clearly. But it, it definitely it tells you something about Phil. I mean, uh, some of those putts are, I'm sure, were quite meaningful to the outcome of the tournament, and yet he's still goofing around with with Gary McCord. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. That to me is not a scandal. I think it's a funny story, but it hints at something deeper, just how much he needed that action. I mean, you would think that playing for millions of dollars on the PGA Tour and playing for trophies and history would be enough, and yet 
he's he's messing around with a guy in the TV tower. So um, it's definitely, I mean, I think it's a hilarious story, but it is it is instructive. I don't know. I, I mean, that's Alan Shipnick. We're back in real time. I, I found it more troublesome than than he did. He's the expert. He's the golf guy, I guess. It was Alan Shipnick who got a phone call in February from Phil Mickelson talking about this very issue, whether he would play for the Saudis. And Mickelson said, quote, they are scary MFers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA operates. They've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics because we, the players, have no recourse. As nice of a guy as the tour commissioner, Jay Monahan comes across, unless you have leverage, he won't do what's right. And the Saudi money has finally given us that leverage. I'm not sure I even want the SGL to succeed, but just the idea is to allow us to get things done with the PGA Tour. Anyway, Phil then gets upset. He says that was off the record. That shouldn't have been public, yada, yada, yada. Phil has now been out of sight. Now he's back. He's taking the money and running. Earlier today, meaning just before I came on air here today, I spoke with America's, I think, preeminent golf journalist in Michael Bamberger, now a senior writer for the so-called Fire Pit Collective. Here's our exchange. Michael, are you surprised by Phil Mickelson's decision? No, not at all. After he acknowledged uh, to Alan Shipnuck of the Fire Pit Collective, um, what his real motives were, and he was dropped uh, basically by the PGA Tour, as I understand it, or he dropped himself and uh, and his many sponsors. Uh, he leads an expensive life. He's got to do something to bring some money in. So uh, that was the only playing uh, the Saudi Golf League was the only viable option. In other words, to, to quote the Steve Miller band, "Ooh, take the money and run." I, uh, you may or may not know I've already used that, but yeah. Oh no, no, no! I I didn't. Hey, br- brilliant minds think 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 alike. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting and- to me. I mean, you're the golf expert. I'm the political junkie. The the president and the White House are tied up in knots over whether he can go meet with MBS because of the gas prices in the United States, and they put the trip on the schedule, and then they took the trip off the schedule. But you know, here's Phil Mickelson uh, going and playing in a Saudi sponsored tournament. Well, I think there are all sorts of political implications here, and uh, you may not know this, Mike, but there, there are there are eight of these live events. Uh, they're in different parts of the of the world. Two of them are at Trump courses, and uh, if if Trump doesn't uh, if if Trump doesn't become the next president of the United States, he'll double down on golf because it's the one thing he really seems to care about, and 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 does competently. So uh, uh, there there are broad implications uh, of golf and politics and what the real Saudi motives here are, uh, uh, it, it all it, it, it all gets connected. You know, uh, Alan was a great interview, and I enjoyed reading his book. I didn't fully realize how controversial Phil Mickelson is or now certainly will continue to be until I read the book. I, I've always just admired Phil and, and put him up there with Tiger. That's some, somebody I like to cheer for. My question to Michael Bamberger is, what do you think this is going to do to his standing among fans? Well, it, it, he's always been a very polarizing figure, and Tiger has been too. And For the last uh, 15 or 20 years in golf, 
and Rick, my colleague and friend Rick Riley has written this, you're a Tiger guy or a Phil guy. Uh, and they're very different personalities. Tiger is cold and calculating and a killer on the golf course. Phil is reckless on the golf course and does crazy things and signs autographs like Cal Ripken all night long and is warm and engaging and funny. Uh, and I actually don't think, will, you know, Phil actually makes his living off of serving his fans. And uh, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think he'll, I think he has fans for life. Uh, and I think he has shown a frailty uh, that's actually very appealing. And even now he's talking about his gambling problems uh, and, uh, and that he's in, in rehab for them uh, or in therapy, I think is the right term. And, um, uh, and I think, uh, I think people are eager to give people a second chance. And I actually don't think his popularity over the next uh, uh, 20 years is going to change that much. But one big but, you, 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 and I know you know this, Mike, last year at age 50, he became the oldest person to win a major championship and won the PGA Championship. The, uh, the fact that he's not writing, writing that out, writing the great goodwill that he got from that for the rest of his life is odd and disturbing and shows you the level of uh, that how people can miscalculate their lives. In other words, in your world, you come back and you defend that championship, and it's kind of unprecedented that he's not going to do so. Yes, it, well, and he did not do so. Uh, that, 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 that event happened. Uh, the chance to defend it came in May, uh, and uh, yeah, he simply didn't show up. He wasn't there. He, he wasn't ready to play, wasn't ready to face the music, uh, and, and now evidently he is. So to go from the highest of highs where he was and then within, let's say, about a, a year and a half to, no, not even that, uh, less than a year, excuse me, um, to have things completely fall apart. I mean, it's actually uh, Shakespearean or Mario Puzo-like in, its, uh, in how quickly it all came apart for him. Hey, I, I shot a, a two yesterday. You made a two yesterday, Mike. We're going to work. TC and I are going to get together, and we're going to have an intervention to help you with some of your golf No, I, I don't think you follow me. I, I shot a two yesterday. <laughs> that ugly no i lost only two balls on nine holes oh, i shot a two oh, okay. yesterday oh okay. oh. Yes. oh gosh <laughs> michael bamberger shot... help me no well i can't i'm very mike i'm totally completely sympathetic and for many years i kept scores the same way i only lost one ball today I only lost... <laughs> why are you saying shooting why are you oh, not using God. the word losing oh. uh Hey, Michael, uh, th anyway, thank you for allow allowing me to intrude on your yeah, day as always. G it, give me your takeaway on this Mickelson thing. Ra rather than me set you up, what, what are you really thinking? It, it, well, it goes way beyond Mickelson at this point because another golfer, Dustin Johnson, has basically, not basically, has resigned from the PGA Tour to play with this uh, Live Golf Series. Uh, Tiger Woods has announced he's not playing uh, uh, the U.S. Open. The PGA Tour is saying that if you play in this Live Golf Series, you can't play on the PGA Tour anymore. There's very likely to be uh, court cases coming out of it. Um, golf has been a civilized sport for a long, long time, and right now it looks like it's coming apart at the seams. And the root of the whole thing is the love of money. And we can go to another song, if you like here, Money, 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 uh, and any time you may wish. Uh, so this is uh, golf has never had such a chaotic time uh, in the you know 40 plus years that I, that I've been around it. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate it. That's All the Mike. best to you, Michael. All the best to you, TC. Michael Bamberger.
All right, back in real time. Uh, now you get the issue, right? It's easy to say, oh, that's terrible. Phil is taking the 200 mil. And I think that's just like the entry dough. You know, he can make a lot more oh, than yeah. that. That's not if you, that's just for playing. And you heard those stories that Alan Shipnick told me. He's got an issue. He's got a problem. It's easy to say, how dare you take it? It's blood money. I'm wondering if anybody's going to defend it. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Kurt, you're driving through Kansas. Greetings. Hey, how are you, Michael? It's great All to good. be on. Thank you. So, no, I uh, was listening to the discussion about Phil Mickelson, and it brought me back to my wife and I going to see Rick Springfield a few years ago. He had his shirt off, and middle-aged women were rubbing his stomach, and he was singing Human Touch to them. And my wife says, that's so horrible, he's 61 years old. She said, why does he do that? And I said, because he can. And when I look at Phil Mickelson... <laughs> It's the same thing. He's yeah, he it, still get a bunch of money for playing golf. So Rick Springfield was one year removed from me at that point in his career. Believe me, if my shirt comes off, nobody's rubbing my belly. Nobody. I think it depends on how cheap the drinks are, Michael. No, I don't. There's not enough booze in Vegas for for what for that spectacle. <laughs> I I, assu- I assure you. Hey hey Max, you're there and you hear me, right? I do. Hi, Michael. Hey, just hang on uh, one second. Hang on one second before you tell me what you want to tell me. I need Dan's assistance. Right. Hey, Dan. Dan, sure. can I can I weave together Max in Toronto and Don in Salt Lake City? 
Sure. Max, you're in Toronto. Don, you are in Salt Lake City. Max, you go first, and then Don, you respond. Go ahead, Max. Okay, long-time listener, first-time caller. I, Bill Mickelson is my favorite golfer of all time after Arnold Palmer. I just don't believe in judging people. We have no idea about the backstory of the PGA and how they treat or mistreat their players. And I think that Phil Dustin Johnson at the prime of his game, if these players decide it's best for their family, then who are we to judge? We express moral outrage by not sending a diplomatic mission to the Olympics, but we continue trading with China and Saudi Arabia. It's just ridiculous. We shouldn't judge. Pretty compelling, Don. What do you say? I would have to say that that is Phil Mickelson's also and was my favorite golfer. But having said that, I think we all feel a sense of, of in the plant that we live in that people are getting less compassionate, less caring. Money becomes more important than literally at times life itself, being homeless, uh, elderly care facilities, life itself. And then we have something as dark and ugly as 18 Saudis being part of what took down the biggest uh, attack on American soil in our history, except for Pearl Harbor. And we have Khashoggi that was murdered. And for money, all that means nothing because we don't want to judge somebody's character. Then let's, let's just think that everything is going to go downhill from here. And if only if you have enough money in the, in the grasp of your hands, do you survive the chaos of lack of care for money. Max? Well, I mean, I don't buy that argument because government's decisions are made every day about money. I mean, look at the mass shootings in your country. You can't even get a decent gun bill law done. Where's the moral outrage about that? I mean, are we, should we not be putting the lives of young children who have to be identified by their sneakers above a silly game of golf? No. I I mean, the contradictions are just too many. I say, if it's best for Phil and his family to play and live, I will watch. Don, you get the final word, then we're done. Excellent. Hey, thank you so much. Nice to talk to you from Toronto. He made my point to the dime. We have mass shootings. We have people caring less and less about one another. And it's all about the money, baby. So just count on more mass shootings, more problems, more hate, more globalization of despair. Don in uh, Salt Lake, Max in Toronto. Thank you both. Appreciate your willingness to allow me to do that. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 